0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Andrew Lighty, and he played Kyle McLeod in the hit fan film Never Hike Alone, which in my opinion should be, and I'm sure a lot of other people's opinions should be, the 13th film in the Friday the 13th franchise. But how you doing, Andrew? I'm
1: doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me, Scotty.
0: Not a problem. I'm so glad that we can make this happen. Like I, um, we were talking about earlier, my dad passed away. Um, I had an interview earlier today as well, and uh, he was another person I had to postpone with. So I'm glad that we're able to. I'm able to like work with everybody on, and they're working with me obviously to you know make these interviews happen because I really enjoyed Never Hike Alone. That was that's like a really good fan film. Like that's like when you're looking at making a Friday the Thirteenth fan film, Never Hike Alone is like the pinnacle of films that you gotta you gotta sit oh. the bar at. Thank you. I appreciate
1: it. I of course. A lot of fun to so, make.
0: It's not a problem. So the first question is, uh, how did you get your start into acting?
1: Um, well, I played uh, baseball growing up all my life. And in, I think it was my freshman or sophomore year of college, um, I failed public speaking just terribly. <laughs> and My college counselor told me that I couldn't retake that class. I had one alternative, and that was theater arts, Mm -hmm. so I had to take it if I wanted to transfer and go on and keep playing, Mm -hmm. and I took the theater arts class, and I just fell in love, and I I, I saw my teacher from that class, actually, like a year before COVID, you know, and she, you know, she said the same thing. She was like, I didn't expect you to do very well because you had failed public speaking, and you had told the whole class that you sucked talking in front of people, but, (laughs) <laughs> it was quite surprising that you did well, um, and, and it really was, like, that was, like, the initial bug, and I think going from playing uh, baseball and kind of being in the spotlight all the time and then going into theater arts was an easy transition because you're going from one spotlight to the not- to another, yeah. and um, I think the hardest part was, for me, was um, finding, like, the time and the commitment to practice mm-hmm. and train myself because, Kind of, like, anything you do, you know, practice makes perfect. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it when you start something new, it's it's finding those techniques that work for you. Yeah. And you might learn something in class that doesn't work for you, Absolutely. but there, there's always that alternative, you know, and you can kind of like create your own little hybrid, um, right. of how to like find yourself in a character or find that character in yourself, you know, right. whether whether it be one or the other. And I just looked at with Kyle McLeod because
0: mm-hmm.
1: him and I were so similar. That it was like, you know, it, the more we kept filming, the more Vinny was like, "Oh, shut the fuck up! Like, don't, don't think about Paul <laughs> McCloud. Paul McCloud is you. So this is right. like easy. You know, you got, you just, you, you just be you, and you're fine."
0: Right. And Absolutely. Like,
1: you know, that was the easy part of Vin is he gave me so much leeway. And I, I've been on a lot of different productions where you know you don't get any leeway at all. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't miss a, a line, let alone a word. But okay. Vinny was kind of like, you know, I'm gonna give you. general structure of your dialogue and like what you're doing but i I i don't want you to be confined to that i want you to do you because that's what's going to make kyle lovable
0: absolutely and and you obviously did an amazing job with it i mean obviously when you're playing yourself there's not really much acting that's really needed at that point it's just you know going out there and you know acting like you would you know if you were in that type of situation
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah, and, and I mean, I think the one thing that we want to do was, uh, especially at the beginning of the film, was make Kyle um, really relatable to the audience, whether it was yeah. a guy or a girl, you know, um, or whomever, you know, a kid too. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the things that, you know, especially like during these times, we found that like adventure is one of those things that we're, we're missing out on, especially when you're mm-hmm. confined to your house, like yeah. you, don't, you don't get a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's like what Kyle kind of goes through is he's constantly like on different adventures, but on this longevity of one adventure. Mm-hmm. And he's able to like, each little moment, he finds a different piece of himself throughout this movie. Yeah, um, but Whether it's strength, whether it's uh, pain, whether, you know, it's being scared shitless, he, he, yeah. he's constantly being put to the test. And that was kind of like what Vinny wanted to portray. And ultimately awesome. like, that's the only person I'm trying to make happy is my director.
0: Absolutely. Exactly. So how did you become a part of Never Hike Alone? Obviously, you know, I'm assuming you were friends with Vinny beforehand, but like, uh, how did this project start?
1: Yeah. Uh, um, well, so Vinny and I worked in, uh, we, we met at an animation production company. Uh, it's called Mandu Pictures. And that's where we also met or Vinny knew Kyle Klein, the uh, EP executive producer on it before. And I, I met both of them there. Um, you know, and, and it was a kid's animation company, uh, they were doing, they, a lot of the artists were from, like, Lion King, Pixar, you know, Disney and Pixar movies that mm-hmm. we kind of grew up on, Yeah. and, you know, I was just there for the money, like, I was just there to put my hours in and make some money, right. um, and I, I think Vinny kind of was, too, uh, mm-hmm. but when we sat down together, you know, we always sat down with a big group of people, like, a director, Mm -hmm. storyboard artists editors and so it was never like Vinny and I had our voices be heard Um, and then there's one day where I think everyone went out to lunch on their own thing and -hmm. usually at lunch we'd all sit down and watch a a movie and kind of pick out an animation movie kids animation Mm -hmm. movie but we pick out little things that worked in this movie and pick out other things that didn't work yeah and so this one day when everyone left Vinny and I were the only two in the office and it was kind of like well what do you want to watch today (laughs) and I was like dude i'm burnt out on kids animation movies like can we uh, i don't care what it is and he's like what do you like and i was like uh what i like is not gonna be what you like and he's like what do you like and i told him horror and he's like oh let's go and that was kind of like just the start of it you know and nice um i think that year we, we filmed like a teaser for never hike alone uh and it just was complete shit <laughs> and I, I don't think the footage has ever made it out I think maybe a picture has made it out from that day but just didn't work out you know and yeah so we I moved out of I moved away from LA with my family and Vinny stayed down there and like a year or two later he contacted me and asked me if I wanted to reshoot it and I was like yeah yeah definitely like when when are you thinking he's like oh, I'll come pick you up or come meet me down to my house tomorrow I was like huh <laughs> Yeah, 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 be, be down in my house at, uh, like, does 5 a.m. work? I was like, <laughs> sure, whatever you say, boss. And that was kind of, you know, the first night Vinny and I shared a bed together and, <laughs> and like, the first time we ever shot together besides, nice. like, you know, sitting down and talking about animation, storyboarding, everything. So it was, nice. it was a really good experience. And I, I think the other thing, too, is that, like, I knew from the day I met Vinny how passionate he was about, with right. just about proving, you know, it doesn't have to be Friday the 13th or Never Hike Alone. It's really like his, mm-hmm. when his hands are on a project, he's yeah. full, fully on that board. And uh, I, that really drives everyone that's in that production, you know, and that's that was nice. one of the big things that made Never Hike Alone finish it. You know, we yeah. had so many things that stopped us during production. And ultimately, like when you have a leader like Vinny, mm-hmm. who just, there is no stopping him. <laughs> you know, it's Absolutely. like domino effect. It falls on everyone.
0: Absolutely. So we know that both you and Vinny are a part of the upcoming 13 Fanboy, which is directed by Fred of the 13th alumni and a good friend of mine, Debbie Sue Voorhees, who played Tina in part five, The New Beginning. Right. Um, so I guess the first question is we know that there's a release date for it now. it's October 22nd. so I guess the first question part of the question is, can you tell us what this movie is about? And secondly, do you have any hints or tidbits without you know giving too much away about who your character is in this film?
1: Yeah. Um, so the film's about like uh, an obsessed stalker fanboy uh, who basically just has not really had he's tried to interact with his favorite, Mm-hmm. friday the 13th or i guess i'm right horror character um and just had never had that reciprocated to him mm-hmm. um and so that's kind of like where this movie was born and then you know with the amount of characters and alumni that come in you know that's kind of how it's evolved mm-hmm. uh but you know my my character is not it's not kyle mcleod it's not andrew lady uh i'm just i'm part of the story uh but i'm not i'm not on the being stopped end let's put it that way
0: okay awesome can't yeah. wait to see this as well. I know I I've, I've been waiting for this for so long. I of course contributed to the Indiegogo f- uh crowdfunding campaign. I had no I had no choice. I mean with <laughs> just the amount of Friday the Thirteenth because for me personally Friday the Thirteenth is my one of my it's definitely my favorite franchise because it's got me started into horror at like seven years old yeah. or six or eight or whatever I was around that age. I, my, the first movie I saw was Part Seven, and then oh. I had to watch from be- the beginning all the way to the most recent at the time, which was Jason Goes to Hell. So yeah. I ended up watching all them back to back to back to back. And I, I just loved it. And I was so terrified of Jason, but I loved it. And just seeing all these alumni come into 13 Fanboy. And then on top of that, you have the likes of the iconic D Wallace. Um, and then you have, of course, the Never Hike Alone gang. Like you have like all these people that, you know, are – part of history of either Friday the 13th or in, you know, D Wallace's case, you know, ET and Cujo and even Halloween. And like, it's just amazing at the, with all these people you got, like, do you, do you get to work with any of them?
1: Yeah. Um Yeah. I, I think I worked with the majority of them. Um right. I think one of the cool things about, you know, just whether it be Friday the 13th or horror mm-hmm. genre in general is the, the fans, you know, and yeah. that was kind of like, why we made Never Hike Alone mm-hmm. to start out with, you know, it was us being fans of horror films. We want to do something that we knew was going to satisfy our, like satisfy us, you know, mm-hmm. something that hasn't been, we, we haven't seen yet and something that hasn't been done in a while, like Friday the 13th. And it was just like, we were, we were just itching for it, you know, and, and it's really cool to see the amount of fan films mm-hmm. come out before us and after us, and yeah. the productions always are rising, you know, and they're going up. And I, yeah. I too, like, you know, I put money into Never Hike Alone. Mm-hmm. I put money into Fanboy. I put money into The Tent, you, you know, like all these Great. different fan films, because yeah. just like you and everyone else, that uh, you know, I, I'm a fan too. And I think, you know, with the Never Hike Alone crew and the Fanboy crew, Everyone that worked on those is the same way, you know. They they mm-hmm. were all fans, and it wasn't so much that they were doing this to like get paid, you know. This wasn't like my animation job where I just put in right. hours and try to get money, you know. Right. I didn't make any money on Friday the 13th or on Never Hike Alone. I put money into Never Hike Alone. Right. You yeah. know, and uh I think that was ultimately like everyone's same mantras that we wanted yeah. to do something selfishly, sort of, yeah, like this is for us,
0: yeah. but
1: us as in this really big group of people <laughs> horror. you know like all these people that go to these conventions that love this shit you know yeah i'm one of you and that <laughs> that's just how it is you know and i i got stuck kind of like i did the same thing you know i, I watched uh vinnie i wasn't like a huge friday the 13th fan vinnie was the one that was like you gotta watch it <laughs> this is like you know staple horror films and i was like yeah. okay like show me I'm very, like, um, uh, I would say, like, uh, I don't know, um, sort of thriller, adventure, psychosis sort of horror right. thing. Um, but Vinny's kind of the opposite. He's, like, slasher horror.
0: Yeah.
1: So to get his insight before I even started a Friday the 13th movie mm-hmm. and, like, the knowledge that he had and all of this uh, studying that he had done over the years, and to get that from him... And then watch all these films back to back to back, like in one or two days, Mm -hmm. I was kind of amazed, you know, and, and and then all I remember Vin invited me to Horror Hound in Indianapolis. um, And it was like, I sat there walking around talking with Vin, talking with people. And I kind of always thought Vinny was like the only one that knew all that shit. But then I found out like, no, Vinny's not the only one he just comes off that way and so to me that you know it's it's like whenever you do something the pride in you comes out when you love something you can yeah. do anything but you might not have any of that sense of pride but when you love something that pride comes out and every single time Vinny talked about Friday the 13th like his eyes lit up like it was my son's Christmas day morning and <laughs> we'd have like he wouldn't stop talking like sometimes I had to throw something at him to get him to shut up but you know like all that pride came out when i went to horror hound whenever you know when i went to new mexico and shot with deb like Mm -hmm. everyone on that set had that same sense of pride and they knew every single thing about everything and i was like damn i wish i could know all that shit about one thing in my life you know let alone just like these different films you know and to me that that that's like really respectful you know and that makes me proud to do these movies and it makes me a bigger fan in general, you know?
0: Yeah. It's funny because like my, my dad, before he passed away, like he would, he would always say like, uh, how can you know how, to, how can you know literally like every single Fred of the 13th movie and who dies and in what order they die and how they die and and their last names from the novels that aren't even mentioned the movie but you can't you know you can't remember to pick up your clothes or you can't remember yeah. <laughs> like, just, like things like that is like you, you remember the, these details about a movie that you probably saw a million times but you yeah. can't remember just to put your clothes in the hamper to, yeah, or to yeah. wash your clothes or you have to get we have to tell you a million times that you're here to do it
1: yeah 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 am <laughs> (laughs) i mean i remember my mom when shutter island came out i think i was like in ninth grade or 10th grade or something and i remember i came home i watched it like two times in a row right off the bat and i had like half the lines memorized already Mm. my mom would say something i would snap back at her with like some remark from line line of the movie and she's like (laughs) in her her eyes just read like where the fuck did you learn that like shutter island nice like, so you watch that movie twice, and you already know all that's all these nice. words, all this dialogue, but you can't even remember to make your bed in the morning. Nice, you know, so, something like that. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's pride. Yeah, <laughs> <Yep>. I'm just <laughs> in that bed tonight. I don't care how made it is. It's gonna get unmade by the time I get up in the morning. Nice. But you know what? Like, I'll remember that movie. You know, mm-hmm. the rest of my life. And same thing with like a lot of them. You know, it's yeah. It, you definitely get attached to characters. You get attached to a plot line. You get yeah. Just, in completely invested into the story yeah i was like
0: that with it, titanic like titanic i want like that movie is so long and i could have been in the guinness book of world records i swear to god when i was in high school i watched that movie every day for over two years straight like every day and on weekends sometimes twice like twice on the weekends in oh, yeah. one day like i would they, love they, that
1: pickup lines for all the ladies too
0: yeah right. Like <laughs> like when I'm filming like my movies or whatever. Like uh, we're filming we're filming 72 now. When I was I was just I had a, my character just had to lay on like this like this blanket under the canopy or whatever, and I'm just laying there like this, not even thinking much of it. And I'm and then my uh, the one actor looks at me. He's like, "What are you doing there?" I said, draw me like one of your French girls." <laughs> 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 just being yeah. goofy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like like the one thing where um where uh, he goes uh what was it um. Where, like, uh, somebody, like, my, my partner will call will say, like, for example, uh, stop lying. I said, I'm not lying. I, I'm i telling the truth. It's truth with no logic. What's the <laughs> artist's name? Something Picasso. Something Picasso. <laughs> he won't amount to a thing. Trust me, he won't. Like, I just, random stuff, like, will just trigger these, like, lines just from that movie oh, yeah.
1: alone. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm a yeah. big Pirates of the Caribbean fan, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, yeah like, absolutely. I got three movies, four movies to go off of for uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like, my wife won't even watch those movies with me anymore (laughs) nice nice. but she's the same way with legally blonde so she can't (laughs) she can't say shit
0: (laughs) (laughs) so uh what was the hardest part about filming never hike alone and what was the easiest part of it
1: uh i mean the hardest part like technicality wise is definitely the bronco um Mm I think the first weekend we went up to shoot the Bronco, Vinny and I almost died on the way up there. Um, and we had to break down like three more times after that. So, we, you know, there's like a lot of scenes with it, you know, and when you're playing a shoot two or three days in a row on one car and it mm-hmm. breaks down before you even shot the first shot that, you know, you, you got to change all your plans because yeah. we're not, we're not getting paid for any of that shit, you know, like never hike yeah. alone with all free for all of us you know like yeah. we we just put our heart and soul in it yeah and uh you know like the bronco came from vinnie's neighbor wow he just saw like this guy had a cool car and he
0: right. went up
1: to the apartment and he asked him like hey can we borrow your car for one weekend the guy's like yeah one weekend yeah let take it on out there
0: doesn't even tell you it's gonna well, break down you
1: know, <laughs> yeah next thing you know that one weekend turns into two months where it's like sitting two uh, hours away and like inland and you're out on the Pacific coast. You don't want to go, nice. to go get pick up your Bronco that might yeah. break down two hours going into it. So, oh, yeah. you know, I, there, there, definitely the Bronco was like the biggest bitch. Um, yeah. But the best part I, I think was just, um, you know, I like over when I, when I, people first asked me this, I would definitely say like Kyle McLeod is my favorite part. Um, mm-hmm but definitely like recently I'm learning that, you know, like guys like Vin and Kyle and our DP Ben and our DP JD and Chris, and there's just so many, and our, you know, our, uh, makeup artists, uh, Kelsey, our Mm -hmm. stills photographer, Ashley, like there's just so many great people on set that are unintentionally like my family now.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And, um, you know, like having that final product of never hike alone is great and all, but having this like, friday the 13th never hike alone family is even better and yeah. i talk to like majority of them absolutely at least once a week you know and um some of the, like my best friends from high school i don't even talk to anymore and it's like yeah you kind of grow up and you realize like yeah we made this great product but at the same time yeah. like we made these great connections too and that's the same thing with like a uh, 13 fanboy you know like yeah they're all family to me
0: Yep. Yeah, like you, you kind of go on set and you don't expect to make those type of lifelong friendships and connections, and you end up like making lifelong friendships and connections. Obviously, it's like absolutely, it's really crazy. If they become yeah. your actual family,
1: yeah, and like Never Hike Alone had, had a really quick turnaround after we got done filming it. You know, we had uh, Sarah Desanti was um, our editor on it, say so with with Vin as well, and um, or Sarah Cole, uh, but uh, she worked on uh into the spider-verse and she her turnaround time to edit it all was just like a flash nice and then like something with like 13 fanboy you know you had covid going on once we got got done filming Mm -hmm. and uh so the turnaround time was just it took forever because you only have one person Mm -hmm. in this room who's got to pull like all of this footage from like every different area Mm -hmm. and at the same time she's got to balance like all of those alumni yeah Deb, you know, Deb went from, like, director to pretty much editing by herself from whatever. And I don't know how the hell she did it. But, you know, and at the same time, like, you have so much footage. And she had to, like, cut it down and kind of choose, like, what scenes get cut, you know? Even though this alumni might be, like, this huge name, it's kind of like, well, do we take this whole thing that he did? Or do we, like, kind of render it down so that way, you know, like, less is more sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, in that length of the editing, the post production process, mm-hmm. like Deb was always filling all of us in, and yeah, so you know, like we we definitely stayed connected. You know, it took uh, shit, I think like maybe two years since we yeah. last filmed that, and it's coming out pretty soon. Nice, but like I feel like I talked to Deb almost on a biweekly, monthly basis. Yeah, you know, ran between and and to me, like you know, I i don't know like i don't i don't keep in that i don't keep that contact with people like that like i used yeah. to you know i'm not sitting on people on a daily basis like high school i'm not my job's great and all but at the same time like when i go home i don't want to fucking keep talking to those people
0: yeah like you know exactly. like, when
1: I'm on production it's like you know you get you get done with something and you're so proud of it and you go home and shit. like usually when i when i get out of the car and get on the couch and lay down after a full day on set I kind of want to know if I did well or not, you know, I kind of want to know if the footage we got was good or not. And it's usable. And that's usually what happens, you know, if someone asks and next thing, you know, you guys are all intertwined in this message of did it work. And if it did work, then it's like, next thing you know, you're shooting the shit with like these people for four to five hours over emails or text messages. And you don't realize where the time's gone, but like it just becomes that like universal family.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, did, like, we obviously know that there was, and I, I can't really say sequel, it's more of a prequel, which is uh, Never Hike in the Snow. Uh-huh. Um, so, obviously, uh, that is, is out. Now, did you help out on Never Hike in the Snow? And if you did, what did you do in that?
1: No, I didn't. No, I was, uh, I, was I, I stayed, I, I mean, I wasn't really a part of it at all. Uh, Vinny asked me, you know, if I could help out and stuff, you know, but just, like, COVID kind of put me in a weird situation where I didn't have the time or, yeah. you know, I live two hours north of LA. So it's kind of a bit of a pain, but then also where we film for Never Hike Alone is yeah two hours east of LA. So I have to go make an L, you know, and it's like a four hour drive for me. And, um, you know, as much as I wanted to, at the same time, like I don't have all the expertise that the other guys do, you know, as far. So if I'm not in front of the camera, yeah, it almost is like a waste mm-hmm. for me to be there for them. Yeah. Like I might be getting away more than like I would be helping out. Right. Uh, like I wish I had knowledge and lighting and yeah, you know, like all these other things. But
0: yeah,
1: the things I did on Never Hike Alone, like before we started filming, like you know, I would Vin would tell me to paint something, I'd paint something. Vin would tell me to like hammer in <laughs> some shit and make some bunk beds that look like uh, Kevin Bacon's death scene. Like I'll do that, but it really was like I was just an extra you- hand help everything out.
0: Right. Now, I really liked in Never Hike Alone, where um, he had, like, the areas marked of where the people from the original Friday the 13th were killed. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is brilliant. Like, yeah. That was really a nice touch. And a know, That was kind
1: of, like, one of those things that just came to him organically. You know, like, we would be cruising around. We found this camp randomly. Mm-hmm. That camp wasn't, like, some camp that was well-known. It was okay. just a random, like, six-foot turn-off on a highway that you had to find a marker for that was like 114 you had to find this marker and yeah turn off basically that barely fit the bronco let alone a utility van with all your camera gear and then you have to go drive like three quarter mile all the way back down a river up a hill and then you come around this corner and like right as you come around the corner you just see a fallen tree mm-hmm. an a-frame cabin an even bigger a-frame cabin in the back and um you know we talk about like some locals up there and that's how we found it you know and I.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: a lot of those things like the markers yeah were thoughts in vin's head we're like we'd be walking around this camp just kind of like what the fuck can we do we can do a lot of shit here but like what the fuck can we do here that like ties mm-hmm. back and never hike or until Friday 15th? and we started finding like all these orange ribbons you know that were like red yeah. at one point and they eventually faded and nice. and i remember like passing one at one point and vin's like hey grab that so you grab it and-, and he's like can you grab that one too Oh, look, another one. (laughs) And, you know, you accumulate, like, all these ribbons. And I'm kind of sitting there, I'm like, Kyle, what the fuck are these for? And Kyle's like, "Mm." (laughs) and slowly but surely, like, he'd catch Vinny outside on the side of a shed and take, like, a red paint and just chuck it at the side of the shed and let it drizzle down. Number 13.
0: That's awesome. Or, like,
1: you know, Kevin Bacon's number two. Or the shower, number one. You know, it. Awesome. it slowly grew but the other thing too is it it made the script longer you know yeah. and it made more dialogue for me in it Yep. Yeah. and it, it just gave it, it gave i think the storyline like a sense of purpose because before mm-hmm. it was kind of just like a lost hiker yeah and now we have a lost hiker who and then and then once we found the camp it was like now we have a lost hiker
0: mm-hmm. who
1: kind of has somewhat of like a ghost story knowledge of this camp and then it's like wait a second we had we can add like kill scenes in here. Like now we have a lost hiker with knowledge of where he's at and finding scary shit. So it it, it definitely like helped us adapt to it.
0: That's awesome. So how did, uh, first of all, I guess uh, I want to say spoiler alert for people that didn't see this, because this is a big spoiler at the end of the movie. So if you don't want to see this uh, fast forward, maybe five minutes or so, maybe a little less than that, but uh, Tom Matthews, may uh, is in this movie as a surprise at the end um first of all what was it like working with him and uh, do you think the reaction of him in the film got the reception you guys were looking for and how did you happen to land tom matthews
1: oh yeah tom tom was great um you know it's kind of like one of those things where uh i remember vin i remember vinny and i watched um one of the films with him in it no no, no. we watched uh his name Corey Feldman. Okay. Feldman's where he shaved his head and yes, part four. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, that's Tommy Jarvis," and I was like, "Wait, he said Tom Matthews though, not Corey Feldman." And he's like, "No, no, no. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah." I like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And all of a sudden, Tom comes on, and Tom's very chill. Like, Tom's yeah, quiet, but yeah. super respectful and nice. um and it's kind of funny. Like, Tom, I think, is a contractor now. Nice. And I just got in construction like a year ago, nice. uh, and which kind of makes our lives even more <laughs> well-rounded and conjoined, I guess, in that that sense. But uh, <laughs> you know, it it he's just like your ultimate dad on set, you know. Right. He, and I've I've he's got a couple kids. I've got a nine-year-old now, um, but it's really cool. Like talk to him and just be around him. Cause he's so, he, he's like, a uh, Phil Jackson, the coach from the Lakers is kind of like, he's very Zen. He yeah. isn't mad. He hasn't like, he's very chill, very chill guy. And I remember Vinny had, um, I think one of our other EPs had some connection to Tom and Vinny just said like flat out, well, let me get a Let me get a lunch or dinner with him and I'll see if I can pitch him something. Nice. And I don't think Vinny had any idea what he was in a pitchman at that point, but he knew it was going to be something. So he got his dinner or his lunch yeah. or whatever. And somehow he decided that Tom was going to work as an EMT and drive the ambulance that saves me. And he kept telling me these things, but it wasn't really clear of like when this was going to happen in the movie or how it was going to happen or what was going to happen to me. And I mean, that was half of our film. Uh, we'd be driving up that like right. the night before and Vinny would pass me some lines. He'd be like, oh, so this is for tomorrow. You know, so that wasn't a nor- That wasn't like, that was normal to me to have Vinny just say like, yeah, I think I'm going to get Tom in it. I was like, <laughs> all right. I'm like what part? And he's like, I don't know yet, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Tom was really chill and it was great working with him. And you know, it's like, it, it's really cool to have some older version of you. And then yeah. at the same time you're playing the younger, ver- almost like, like Kyle McLeod's like kind of like the younger version of Tommy or Jarvis.
0: Tommy Jarvis. Yeah.
1: In, in a weird way, you know, like he's not, really connect to the camp he kind of breaks in but once he gets in he's definitely just like he, he's not gonna go run away yeah he's gonna stand his ground he might evade but he's gonna come on back and try to like like right be tommy jarvis without intentionally knowing he's being tommy jarvis you know yep. and uh, so to have someone who's already done that and given me some guidance or just being there as support was like enough for me nice. and at the same time, like it was uh, also one of those things where I sat there and I was like, God damn, people are going to go crazy when they see you, you know, and they're going to go fucking nuts. And he's yeah. like, I think so? I was like, are you kidding? And he was so, like, modest and humble about it. And I was like, yeah. Vin, what the fuck's wrong with him? How does he not know that? And Vin was just right. like, no, don't worry about it, bro. He, he, he doesn't think people like, you know, and so he's just a really chill, yeah. humble dude. And that's yeah. like all you can
0: ask for. Right. I, I interviewed Tom and, uh, this is maybe going on two years ago or so I interviewed him and, uh, he was he was really sick. He had the flu and everything. Obviously, way before COVID too. But he, he just had the flu. Like he was really sick. And uh I'm like, he's like, Hey, I just want to let you know that I'm not feeling good. I have the flu and everything like that. I'm like, Oh, that's fine, that's fine. I said, if you if you want, we can let's postpone it, like they get better. He's like, no, 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 no. I made a commitment to do the interview. We advertised the interview. Let's do the interview. I'm yeah. like, Are you sure? Like you, you you like you he called me when this happened before, like we but like we just called me to let me know what's going on before we started the interview up and I'm like you sound horrible tom like are you <laughs> sure you want to do this you sound like you're dying right now and he's like no let's do it let's do it he said i'll give you a call in an hour he said because yeah. it was the interview was scheduled for an hour but he wanted to let me know what was going on and i'm like are you sure though and he's like i'm sure let's do it I, he said i'll give you a call back in an hour i said are you I, I, last time are you 100 percent positive he's like i'm gonna hang up right now you will hear back from me in an hour bye <laughs> <laughs> so he, he just yeah. he wanted to continue it like he, he was a, such a professional like he didn't he knew it was advertised um uh, and like you know advertisements can change things come up so i didn't have a problem changing it if i had to but he knew it was advertised he knew it was planned he knew he didn't want to like just be like well i, I committed to this and now i'm just, i'm not feeling good so i'm gonna drop out like he completely stayed with it and i i mean i really applaud him for that because like you, go if you listen to the interview i have it on my youtube the full interview and if you listen to it like you can hear in his voice he's like sniffling and he's like coughing and sneezing like and he still did the interview like and yeah, i was like yeah and i'm like if you want to redo this interview if you think it didn't come out good let me know. I was like no upload it he said i don't have i don't care it was a good interview i'm like all right
1: right on yeah if you appreciate.
0: if you say so <laughs> it was a good interview, but I just I didn't want him to like you know be sneezing on there and everything. But if he, hey, he was okay with it, so like okay, whatever. Yeah, you're the, you're the man, I guess. I'll let you do it. I'll, I'll listen to you. <laughs> so, for those that want to see Never Hike Alone, where can they see it at? um And also, uh what about Thirteen Fanboy? Like we know that's coming out on October twenty second. But do you have any ideas of where this can be seen or anything? Any details on that?
1: Never i You can find it on YouTube, um, but like a thirteen fanboy. I, I'm sorry, I have no idea where it's going to be showing. <laughs> I, I know, I know, it's got like a showing in L.A. and mm. I think New Mexico and I think New York and I think London. But other than that, like, okay, I I don't know which theaters. Okay. I don't know how many? Um, yeah. I think they're still kind of working it out with the distribution and everything, but. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I know for now, I guess, on that one. Awesome.
0: Well, definitely, I know there's a group on Facebook, for those that haven't joined it, um, it's called Deb- Deborah Voorhees. Uh, sheer horror group if i'm not mistaken yeah um and she posts in there all the updates that you could possibly get and need and to know and want to know um about uh 13 fanboys so definitely check join that group on facebook if you aren't a part of it for sure because yeah, i'm course. sure that uh when she has the location you know she'll mention it there um i'm really hoping it's going to be either in a pennsylvania or b maryland because i travel between both of them pretty frequently
1: yeah i think i think i remember seeing maryland or pennsylvania I don't know, maybe and or Pennsylvania. I I know I, I saw something popping
0: up. Okay. Yeah, because I, I know I did mention her privately and I told her about, like, hey, I live in Pennsylvania, but I also live in Maryland. I like, but I'm mostly in Maryland. So, can you try to get one of those? She goes, I'll see what I can do, Scott. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, awesome. I, I'm like, here's a bunch of theaters that I that is closest to me. I <laughs> yeah. with like a crap load of theaters. But uh, I'm really hoping that it will be in a theater near me because I would love to see this movie. And if not, obviously, I think p- from what I donate on Indiegogo, I think I get a DVD or a Blu ray as well. So, either way, I'm going to see it, but I, I really would like to see in the theater is nothing more better than a theatrical experience you know
1: that's true yeah i mean but hell if, if you don't get one for your donation i'll send you mine
0: oh uh, thanks but you don't have to do that I'll, i would be more than happy to buy it
1: <laughs> no it should be fun though i, I talked to yeah. my buddy who is the dp on it and uh i actually worked with him i think that the day that i went and had lunch with adam and marcus um but i was talking to him he's like dude it is such a fun film you know yeah. it's it definitely like came off as one of those things where like you it's hard because you got so many alumni, you know, and it's not like they're competing for a spot because yeah. ultimately like the main character is the stock the fanboy mm-hmm. and then you got Haley Greenbauer, you know. And yeah. Um so it's not like any of the alumni are competing for a spot, but at the same time, you gotta find them all enough screen time that kind of like matches up. Yes. And it doesn't like overshadow yep. your fanboy. Or your Haley Greenbauer, your main character, or anything like that. I think Deb, from what I've heard, has done like a really great job. She won't let me see it yet, but you know, I've been told it's really fun and
0: film awesome. And I I interviewed Haley Greenbauer; such an amazing, sweet, sweet lady. Like she really is. And yeah she really is and we promoted the crap out of the 13 fanboy and th- it was funny because I um right when we were uh, when we had the interview I think it was around COVID time and she's like uh, she's like I have bad news or um we have to postpone it like what was it like a year or whatever it was I think it was supposed to come out last year if I'm not mistaken um and uh, we had to postpone it uh so it was like it was a mess like we I think I interviewed her last year so yeah um it, it, I'm just glad that it's coming out because We've all been waiting for this for a while. Like, there's so many fans waiting for this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I interviewed Debbie Suvor, twice. I want to have her on a third time to promote the release, but I don't want to have her on until we actually, until she actually has locations, so she yeah. can kind of promote that more. Um, but, I mean, and then, of course, I have you on. I would like to have Vincent DeSantis on. I really want to promote this for her, um, because even though it's got a lot of publicity already, um, I mean, there's never too much publicity, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah my fan base might be people that haven't heard of 13 fanboy or haven't heard of never hike alone. Whereas, you know, like Greg Gilbert, um, with Python's paradise, they might've already heard of that. So like you hit all of those different markets and demographics, which is always a good thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And even if, even if people have heard of it, sometimes it's nice to remind them.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, exactly so the last question i got for you is do you have any other projects in the works that you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audience as well as any social media accounts or websites
1: uh no not not really um shit i guess right now i'm just way on 13 fanboy and then what's up bubba my son just got home from school. (laughs) but uh yeah 13 fanboy and then um never hike again is kind of just gearing up we're we're doing the sequel never hike alone so we're kind of gearing up on uh, pre-production and nice getting all that stuff assembled uh but yeah so that that that's like my big one I'm looking forward to right now yeah um especially because I would like to be more than just an actor in it I would like to like help Vin with the boarding process and building yeah. the story and
0: absolutely
1: doing what I can you know right um but yeah so social media wise uh Instagram I think it's Papa Drew, P A P A D R E W 620. Instagram, I think, is. um, Wait, that is Instagram. Twitter, I think, is AGL805. I don't really know. Uh, Facebook, Drew Lady, D R E W L E I G H T Y. Awesome. Um, But yeah, I think that's all the. I don't have TikTok. Yeah, that's the only (laughs) other one I was thinking of. (laughs) I don't have. uh, Let's see. There's another one too, I think, but I don't have. Uh, those are the three I have.
0: Okay, Snapchat probably.
1: <laughs> Snapchat, yeah, Papa Drew sixty zero.
0: I think. <laughs> awesome. Well, do me a favor, and if you guys for Never Hike Again do an Indiegogo campaign, send me over the link. I would love to help out. Um, oh Bitcoin hell yeah! As well, it, so it
1: would definitely. be cool. It'd be cool. Like get us all out on, you know, one of the days where we're setting up for production, and get you know the majority of the crew on maybe interview with you or something be
0: really yeah absolutely good. that would be great i can um i have the free uh zoom so i can do a 45 minute interview um yeah. that's the but i have i think i have like a max of 100 people i don't think there'll be 100 people on so so uh, uh, we'll,
1: we'll just have us all be like on the same thing we'll
0: just- yeah absolutely so yeah that's even that's even great as well um and then we can like if you can get like i don't know if you have Tom Matthews or Vin- Vinny Gussafaro or anybody coming on back as well, have them join, and of course oh, yeah. you and Vince that'll be great. Yeah,
1: that'd be really cool. Okay. Yeah, cool. Even, well,
0: yeah, we Even if they the have top. to do it uh, from like if they can't be there with you guys, like if they have to be on their own Zoom, yeah, we can
1: we can, we can uh, put a in. in there. Yeah. Um, okay. Absolutely. Well, let me talk to Vin when he, whenever he gets back and see uh, what his yeah. schedule's like and see if he can be awesome. Yeah, with like Tom and Vinny.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much. It's been nice talking All to right. you, Andrew. Nice talking to you too. All right. You have a good rest of your day. All right, brother, you too. Yeah, bye. bye.